0: Hello, hello everyone. My name is Dr. Vanessa Dunn-Guyton and I am truly honored to be here with you because I have some amazing poets. We are doing our Hush No More Poetry, Healing Through Words book release tonight. We are doing it virtual because all of our poets are from all around the world and we are gonna share our poetry with you. Hush No More supports survivors when they're ready to come forward to share their story, to get resources or just to have a safe space to have somebody to love on them. We also provide training in our communities on what I call the hush topics, sexual assault, domestic violence, human trafficking, child sexual abuse. All of those topics that families, friends, and organizations have a hard time discussing, that is what we talk about. That is what we train on because it takes knowledge in order to get to the next level. And so I am so excited that you all can join us and join the Hush No More family. This is a very exciting time for us because we have this beautiful book We did it. We did it. And it took months to get it all together. And so I am truly honored that I could bring some amazing survivors together to be able to show how they heal. Um, I am a survivor of military sexual trauma and I suppressed my memories for so long. But how I started on my healing journey, honestly, was through writing. It was through poetry. That is how I took my power back. That is how I was able to say, let me get to the next level. Right. Let me let me write it out because I couldn't speak it but I could write it. And so that is what I did. And I realized that I wasn't the only one that was doing that. I've met a lot, a lot of uh, victims that have done that. So I wanted to be able to just elevate them and to list list all of their poetry in one space, right? So I want to name off all the poets that are contributing authors to our book. We got Tammy Nicole Myers, Tammy Nobles, Jacqueline Renee Gonder, Ledesma Desi Terry, Edward O.B. West Wilson, Amy Anna Soto. Sarah Vanerstein, Charnell Hamlin, Tara Rivers, Kim Hardy, Best Boy, Deborah Monk, Jessica Lewis, Serenity Carino, Maria Sokoloff, Annalise Somerville, Nikki Kelly, Amber, Angel Power, Tierra Mack, and Robin D. Whitehead. And one thing that's special about our book is that some of the survivors use an anonymous name. Because they're actually in hiding or they had to change their name due to human trafficking, due to sexual assault, due to different types of trauma. So they're all not here today, but I respect them and I honor them in the moment that we're here together. Because sometimes you just can't publicly come forward, right, and actually share your poetry or be in a front stage. So each poet has copies. If you would like to reach out to them, you can reach out to them, let them know you want an autographed copy and that you would like to buy it from them. And it's just a way that they can elevate as speakers and be able to share their story. And you can also purchase the Hush No More book at our website. And I'll have the link below so that you can actually see that as we go. So if you would like to order the copy, you can. That is the website. And remember that all proceeds for the Hush No More book Goes to help survivors. This is our fundraiser. This is how we make money. We have the Hush No More book. We have the Hush No More poetry book. And we have the coloring book, Releasing from Trauma. So it's very important that we do things together, right? That we are able to just heal. And I'll show you an example of both. So this is the Hush No More book. And those are the stories of survivors. And it's also my story as well. This is my first time really speaking out about what happened to me on my journey. And then we had the Hush No More trauma-releasing coloring book because I love to color. And so I made a coloring book because it just helps us to get through trauma. So, And then we have a poetry book. So the next book that we're going to be doing is a children's book. My grandson, Braylon, and I are writing a children's book for other children. And then it's up to God, but I think that'll be it. (laughs) So first, I am going to just, Thank you. I really thank you all for coming. It warms my heart that you all are popping in and that you're leaving us comments. Thank you so very much. I am I am honored just to be here with all of you today. So I'm going to read uh, my first piece that I wrote to share my story, and then I'll introduce everybody else, and we'll go from there. What is your favorite R. Kelly song or CD? Most people love his music and know every beat. Not me. Because when I hear his voice, I remember the day when you asked me to go to dinner and treated me like a queen. You were so nice, and I didn't think you could ever be evil. That is why I trusted you when you said, let's go to my room and watch a movie. Your dark arms turned into snakes as they started to explore my body. They were strong and overpowered my small hands. Your couch turned into a bed as you pushed me down. You took your pants down faster than speed of lightning. I couldn't believe that you were entering my treasure for only your pleasure. I just laid there with questions running through my head. Why are you doing this? Why are you hurting me? Are you wearing a condom? Will I catch AIDS? Will I get pregnant? Will you ever stop? I became lost in my thoughts as you took over my body without permission. I just laid there, not fighting back, with salty tears down falling down my face. It was like you were running a race. When I tuned out your heavy breathing, all I could hear was, "I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind, homie, lover, friend." It seems like you're ready. Sex me, baby. And finally, 12 play. You rate me for the entire CD as if it was your theme song and hours long. So, yes, I hate the sound of R. Kelly voice and your sound of your voice when you said, Soldier, no one will believe you. Now I am healing. And I use my voice to help others escape the demise of rape. Today, tears still fall, but they are full of joy as they flutter down my face like beautiful butterflies. Your actions no longer have me bound, so I no longer frown. I have replaced R. Kelly with India R. Life is a journey, not a destination. There are no mistakes just chances we're taking it's a beautiful day i am light i am light and now i'm ready for love and ready to conquer the shame by placing it on you because you should be ashamed of what you did to me. You are wrong. They believe me. And instead of fighting a war in Iraq, I leave the battle to God who has my back. Signed, Private Vanessa Dunn Guyton. This poem was written to allow myself to heal and to stop my mind from racing. And I added this poem, the, the back side of this poem, as a way of reflection. So I believe that when you're writing and you're writing from a, a very dark place, that once you start healing, you should go back and add to your writing, go back and add to the story so that people can see and you can see the growth in your healing. So that's how I ended up with India RE. So thank you for actually listening to my poem. And um, I am a survivor and I am moving on and no longer let the old Staff star Infantry Man have me bound. So thank you. <laughs> All right, so I'll be reading some more pieces tonight. But next, we're going to have the beautiful Deborah Monk, and she's going to share with you and tell you a little bit about her hush topic, where she's from, and share her point. So thank you, Deborah. You're muted, um, Deborah. Uh, oh. uh, you went back to mute. I don't
1: know why. You see, it
2: went back. There is we it go. There. All yes, right. Now
1: it's
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New Hampshire. Um, I've been writing poetry pretty much all of my life, but really started through healing poetry, um, in 2007 after a uh, overturned Supreme Court conviction. Um, I am a survivor of significant um, variety types of trauma, sexual abuse, uh, rape, uh, human trafficking, uh, child pornography. Um, I've experienced a lot of really hard times in my life, and, and and I didn't know what to do with that. And I knew that I had writing, and so I used that as an outlet. And over time, I found that the more that I wrote, the more that I was able to heal, and the more I was able to help other heals, others heal. And now um, I'm on a journey to really advocate and step out and share my story and um, do everything that I can to change this world, you know, by my experiences and make something really negative that um, really was a struggle for me for a long time into a positive. And so if I can help one person by my poetry and reading it, then that's what I would wanna do. So I'm gonna start with the last one um, that I have in the book and it's called Me Too. And I wrote this right around the time of the Me Too Survivor uh, moment. So someone once asked me how others could tell that if on the inside they were living in hell, I said, Me Too. Someone once asked me how nobody could know of the pain hidden within they tried hard not to show. So I said, me too. Someone once asked me how do they learn to live with all of the damage that somebody else did. So I said, me too. Someone once asked me how I knew that they had been damaged and broken from sexual abuse. So I said, me too. Someone once asked me how it felt to finally tell and have nobody help. So I said, me too. Someone once asked me, how do they do it? Trying to go on like there's nothing to it. So I said, me too. Someone once asked me how they survive with all of the hurt that they have inside. So I said, me too. And the one before that is called my body is my body. My body is my body. It is not for your mere pleasure. When you look at me, you don't see me. You see your pleasure. You see something to have power over, to control, to take from it what you want. You don't ask, you just look and you take without my permission. You look with your eyes. You undress me. You never ask yourself how your thoughts, your actions could break me. If I knew your thoughts, if I could see your eyes drift down to places that are off limits to you, I would tell you how much in that moment you just stole from me. I am not just a woman. I am a person. And my body is mine. Does not your body belong to you? Do you look at your daughter that way, your mother that way, your sister, your aunt, your friend? I do not take delight in being a source of meat, your pound of flesh to take. When your weakness is all that you have to retreat to, when you're hungry, I am filled with my own shame, my own guilt. I do not need you to fill me with yours. Stop your eyes and your mind from wandering. I am not yours. My body, my flesh is mine and mine alone. And the last one is pretty much what started it. I was your victim. I have a face. I was a child. Was there no disgrace? You were my abuser. You have a name, you were an adult, have you any shame? And that is my story. Um, I have so many stories, uh, poetry that I've written about my healing and I'd love to share more with you. Um, at some point, reach out to me if you need support and help and I love you guys and I, and I pray for all of us. Um, who have struggled with this and continue to struggle with it. And may you find peace and healing.
0: Thank you, Deborah. It is so courageous to be able to share our, our poetry and actually essentially what happened to us. So I am so honored that you shared with us. And Deborah actually wants to go around and speak and share her story. So if you are interested in bringing her out, you can contact her on her Facebook page. Um, healing hearts and soul you can become part of her group and you can also email her so all the poets have copies of the book, so they actually can sell and give you an autographed copy so please reach out to them so that they're able to share their poetry with you so thank you deborah thank all right. you <laughs> all right so i'm going to read another piece that i wrote and i have quite a few pieces in it but i'm not going to read all of them tonight because you still need to buy the book and there are a lot of poets that are not here. So we're just pretty much teasing you <laughs> tonight to let you know that like, this is a really, really good book. And I appreciate all of your comments. Like it really motivate us to keep on going. So thank you. You can also share this event on your sa- social media pages as well so that people will know about our book, you know, and also can hear some of the poetry that we're sharing tonight because we're trying to do something different. So thank you all for um, just being here with us. After trauma versus after healing. My hair, my smile, my breast are all fake. They are purposeful because they cover the sadness in my life. They hide my fears, my insecurities and mistakes. Only few ever get to see the real me. She is protected in a cocoon from the harmful environment. Hopefully one day the butterfly will appear But until then, the fake me shall remain and sustain. Drum roll. My hair is natural. My smile is bright. My eyes light up genuinely. This is purposeful because now I exude the joy of unleashing my shame to heal. I no longer hide my fears and insecurities. I no longer blame myself for the actions of the man who violated me. Now everyone is allowed to see the real me. The cocoon slowly opened after therapy and spiritual work to reveal a beautiful and vibrant butterfly. My colors are vibrant and my wingspan reaches others who are stuck in their cocoon due to trauma. No longer will I hide my story. Instead, I will share as I soar all around the world. Thank you. Like I said, I think it's important for us to Really focus on not just in the dark place, but where we are today. And all of us are on the healing journey. And I will tell you, you never just heal. It's never just over. Now, you might have a couple of people that say they're done and it's over and they're good. But we're always on a healing journey. It takes different steps that we have to do to get there. And that's where I am. So I'm making sure that I go back and share some positivity in my poetry and in my life and when I'm encouraging others to share. And a lot of people have a fake mask. You know who they really are. They show up on social media as if they're real and they're not. They have like these fake social media lies and we compare ourselves to them. But start just being who you are. You'll feel so much more freedom when you do. So thank you. All right. Amyanna is next. So we have Amyanna Soto that is going to share with you
1: all. Hello, everyone. I'm so honored to be here. Um, My Some of my background is that I have been um, with childhood sexual assault, um, rape and stalking, and I've become a public speaker and speaking out um, against it and raising awareness. And I've also the poems today, especially the first one, was when I was writing about it, because like Vanessa, I was um, I started off my healing journey, writing, um, journaling and writing poetry when my emotions got strong and most of my poetry is to capture an emotion or um, a, you know, to make a point about healing and emotions um, to capture the emotions so that others can just point who can't find the words can just point at my work and say, this is how I feel. This is, she put into words how I feel. And so they can find their voice in their own words, but just to get it out, they can they can start there. And through my writing, um, especially this first poem that I wrote is just kind of a response to what people have been telling me when they read my writing. And so I thought I'd answer them in this poem. And <clears throat> it starts off with, you have, you have to be grateful, people tell me. Your experience made you who you are today. If you write something inspiring, if you're going to write about rape. Is it the first war of writing, write what you know, I reply. I write poems of my life, poems about my first, second and third rapes, horrible and terrifying at only 14. No, my mother says, you didn't count the time when you were nine. Like most of my past, I must have blocked it out. My mother adds, or that time when you were four. What sick creep rapes a child at four? This I know, this is all I know. I'm a fighter and survivor. Rape should be talked about, exploited for what it is. An act of power and control and violence. There's nothing inspirational about it. I am not grateful for what happened. I could have been so much better without the experience, the suicidal aftermath, the nightmares and flashbacks and the constant hypervigilance and trying to live ignoring the fear of it happening again because for me, apparently it does. Rape didn't make me who I am today. I chose to take another breath. I chose to hold on a little bit longer. I chose to reinvent my life. I did that. Me. Rape is not inspiring. It only took from me. I will not be grateful for lessons no one should ever have to learn. Rape didn't teach me anything. I taught myself to survive. And I will write about it any way I like. And that's... That's the first poem. <laughs> and that was just kind of a answer, like I said, to people who, who are inspiring think that the healing process is inspiring and and without the without the aftermath about what you have to go through to get to that point of inspiration. And this next poem is a little bit about that aftermath. Less valued than a penny at the bottom of a well, love and trust turned to bitterness and anger. A beautiful life turned into a living hell cast in a world of consequences for something I never wanted, forgetting I own the key. Feeling such a deep wound as the protective layers start to unveil what they fought so hard to maintain. Secrets come to light. A million feelings crashing down, pools of tears, wanting to run away from myself. Hoping for a better past while battling depression and fear, a game that can't be won. Refusing to stay down, overcoming again and again False realities shatter. Dark dependencies are forever broken. Finding the way out, becoming a light for others, saying the words, deeply moving stories of survival. Now empowered with strength and words, speaking my truth, you will hear me. And those are my poems. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Amyanna.
0: That was so beautiful. Thank you so very much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love your work. Um, as with everybody else in this platform, Amyanna is also a speaker who shares her story and does a lot of advocacy work. So please reach out to her if you would like to purchase a book from her or to invite her out to your organization. So thank you. I love it. All right. One more antidepressant medication. Peels, peels, Prescribe to remove my suicidal thoughts and cure my ills. I hate taking these various colors because temporarily I feel like another. Time slows down, but my frown slowly turns upside down. When it gets in my system, I feel less pain. I no longer have fears flowing like rain or feel insane. I can remove my mask, which before was a hard task. Latrice disappears and allow Vanessa to reappear. Some may say I'm crazy because I take pills, but I say I'm crazy for not taking meds that bring back thrills. Today, I'm proud to say that medication is why I am living today. Um, I think it's important that other survivors know that we deal with PTSD, a lot of depression, different mental health issues, and it's okay. Don't feel like you're the only one. Um, I'm no longer on medication, thank God, but I was on medication for years for depression, um, now I do more holistic things in order to heal, but you're not by yourself. You're not alone. So don't ever feel like you can't go out, go talk to a counselor, go talk to a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and get some help because help is out there. And I want us to really eliminate the stigma and shame associated with mental health, mental illness, with suicidal thoughts, suicidal, the ideations so that we can get to the next level. So please. Please get help if you are struggling with your trauma and as relates to just your livelihood and how you feel. It's not embarrassing. Um, it's embarrassing when you don't go. You sit there. To me, it's like it's it's, a, it's never embarrassing. I don't want to say that. But it's it's not a good place to be in when you don't go get help. So I hope I encourage somebody today with my poetry. All right. Next, we have Obi West joining us. All right, Obi, tell us a little bit about you
3: and um, why you wrote in the book and where you're from. Great, my name is Obi West. First off, before I get started, I'm a spoken word artist and I'm an advocate um, for abuse reduction, whether that's domestic violence, sexual assault and harassment prevention, et cetera. But before I get started, I wanna thank Vanessa for this beautiful anthology. Um, First, let's talk about the cover, right? You see the cover is extremely abstract there's a person covering their face in a multitude of colors i'm not sure what her thought process was but those colors can represent mood swings something that people deal with when they're going through um when they're dealing with trauma um inconsistent behavior it can also deal. it can also symbolize bruises the different colors a person's face can turn when they are have been abused and it could also symbolize the different facades different faces that people have to wear when they go out in certain settings in order to kind of try to camouflage Um, what they're really feeling from what they're showing people. So I love the cover um, and the inside of the book is very, very important. I had a friend of mine who had a situation that required him to write out his abuse. And he wrote it out maybe 20 years after it had happened. He wrote it on a piece of paper and him writing it out served as a heightened level of liberation. It made him feel like he had actually talked to somebody. He didn't know how, how writing it out, would free him. So in this book Vanessa has given a ton of people an opportunity to write out things that are very important to them and the level of liberation that that is contained within this body of work is is incomparable. So I want to thank you for the book first of all. And now about the poem. The poem that I wrote it talks about um, it's called learned behavior it talks about domestic violence and it just covers in about 60 seconds or a minute and 30 seconds it just covers a lot of the components that contribute to a trauma bond. Um, you have people who, when you don't understand the psychological stronghold of abuse, it, it, it paves the way for you to be very insensitive. But when you understand that you can understand how a trauma bond exists. There's maybe you have a lack of resources. When We have a lack of resources. We don't have an escape route. We learn how to live within the situation we have. Sometimes we're embarrassed so we don't want to step out. So that's what this poem addresses. And, um, Here it is. Uh, Big red lips. Cheekbones bared this, this burgundy like blush. Eyeshadow was laid on sort of heavy, seemingly by a set of heavy hands. Her IG caption read face beat by. Boyfriend. Who wasn't a makeup artist. Well, was sort of a makeup artist. He would make up arguments to defend his violence. Every tune, sad music like a violin house or horrid choir. And he was the lead singer. He'd lead with a bunch of blues and blues infused apologies. And she would cry off key in the background a dysfunctional duet, wanted to leave him but wouldn't do it, wouldn't fare well with family and friends who were unaware of the family affair. She didn't want to ruin the Huxtable-like image. She didn't know how to explain that Mr. Huxtable was spiking her drinks with abuse. She spent most of her days in a daze, punch drunk, when in public, her smile hurt like pulling teeth. His public image was polished like new shoes, so the world worshiped the ground he walked on. They didn't know at the same hand that he waved to it, he had a special way of cutting off her airway. She'd get choked for swallowing too loud. So when he was in a rage, she'd try to ease away while saving her spit, paranoid that he'd use a pair of fists to put her to sleep. And their two boys would watch the abuse like boxing on pay-per-view. When the winter was through, he'd tell his opponent, I love you. So when these two youngsters are all grown up and they find love, what do you think they're going to do? Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I always love to hear you. (laughs) To hear you recite. It's always give me chills. Like you have, like God created you with the voice to actually be able to recite poetry. And I love it. And I thank you because I think men write a lot of poetry, but we don't always know it. Right? We don't always see a man or a male presence. And so I thank you for being one of the yeah. males book. It means a lot to me. And if you all would like for Obi to come out to one of your organizations, especially if you're in the military, he does a lot of military organizations. He is available to come out and do training, speaking engagements, send him an email, contact him, and reach out to him. And he has books also if you would like a signed copy. So thank you so very much for that. That thank was pretty good i loved it (laughs) all right i got a longer poem and it may be offensive to some people um and i hope it's not because it's my writing and it's reality and i'm telling the absolute truth and so here goes sexual slaves a perspective from my ancestors imagine a wooden boat Floating in an ocean of beautiful blue water. You can hear the waves but can never see them because you are chained in the bottom of this vessel, hot, sweaty, hungry, and lying in your own feces. The journey takes months, but you survive to step on newfound land. Slavery captured my ancestors physically and mentally. They were raped, beaten lynched castrated forced into incest and raped again husbands were forced to rape other women to reproduce a child born into slavery as property wives were forced to make love to master and have his mixed breed children only to be hated by the missus the children who were consumed through rape were sold and never seen again Brothers and sisters were forced to have sex in front of Master and his company for humor and entertainment. Men were raped by poachers to emasculate them and remove their pride so they never run and hide again. The missus was just as bad. She had her choice of black men on the plantation who she forced to satisfy her. At times for her own pleasure and other times as revenge because she knew Mister had his fun. This epidemic has not stopped. The secret continues, and the results are seen in our culture and families. Do not try to act like it didn't happen and silence or ignore the abuse. Do not act like you can't understand the separation and hatred seen in our culture. Do not act like you can't see how we are still getting fucked in society by master and the missus, who are still the bosses in organizations and who still pay us less than our counterparts with less experience in education. Don't act like you can't see the self-hatred of our bodies, hair, and skin color by some of us. Don't act like you can't see how we are still in prison at higher rates and receive more prison time for similar crimes of white criminals. Not to mention the high rates of our people who have been found innocent due to DNA and withheld evidence. Trauma passes through generations in many forms, to include domestic violence. The pain of slavery has not been erased or properly addressed in our society. Will you take a stand with us and speak against these injustices? It is time for us to stop getting raped over and over again. Imprisoned, wagon trains, boats, horseback, tree hangings, cross burnings. Beatings lead to more beatings with domestic violence. It is a sickness that needs to be healed. Rise with us to hush no more, sign our ancestors. And I wrote that piece because I could still see so much rape and shame, embarrassment in my family, in families of color where we don't talk about it, right? And there's a lot of families, and I'm not saying it's not spoken about in other families as well of different colors and races, but I can only speak about mine. And a lot of times people will say, well, why? And I look at our history and see that this has been happening forever and it's really time to stop. When you can go back centuries and see the injustices of sexual assault, the abuse, the domestic violence, and it's still happening, there's a problem. So how can we stand up and eliminate that? We can when we decide to hush no more and speak of our own stories and no longer hide it in our families and our communities. And so I encourage all of you to do the same. And I'm trying to change the generation that I am in, right? I can't fix the past, but I can do something about the future. And that includes raising awareness. So thank you. All right. So we're going to brighten it back up a little bit. <laughs> All right. I have Maria Sokoloff coming up next. Thank you, beautiful. So tell us a little I, bit about you, your hush topic, and you can share your poetry
4: okay thank you so much vanessa and yeah for the book and everything you've done um to get us here too um i guess my hush topic is sibling sexual trauma and um i uh forgot for 32 years so i did repress that memory as well and i feel very strongly about speaking about both of those topics because they are very hush topics and even within the um sexual abuse um, in general, I feel, but that's my, my personal experience. Um, I'm sure everybody has their own as well. But um, so I did, uh, I, I wasn't one to write poetry or write anything except technical things when I was an environmental scientist um, until I remembered when I was 42 years old. And then I just started writing and compulsively writing my story. And like you said, uh, Vanessa, this was just part of my healing. I didn't even know that it was at the time. It was just coming out of me, it was pouring out of me. Um, it took me 12 years to write my memoir that came out two years ago, um, and that was that was just a huge part of my healing. Um, and as I was doing that, I, I I realized later in retrospect that that was such a big part of my healing. But as I was writing, I just felt like I wanted to speak out and and tell my story because it was hidden in me for so long. And then I just thought, how many other people are hiding as well? Um, so I just if I and I felt like I had the ability to speak out, so I couldn't not. Um, So that's where I am now, and I've written a few other poems, and I have a website where I have a blog on that with a few other poems, but I've tried another one here, so um, thank you for including it. Uh, Mine is called Journey to an Internal Place. Scared to reveal the truth underneath, the shame all-consuming, the fear hard to breathe, the secret I'd held from myself for so long, it needs to come out. I've got to stay strong. I shake in my boots. Will it ruin his life? Or will it indeed salvage my mortal soul? In an email, I ask him, what if I speak out? Through his own fears and shame, excuse me, trepidation and dread, he says, do what you need. I guess, sure, go ahead. If it'll help you, I get it. Do what you must do. And maybe, just maybe, it could help me too. My brother, my perp, was a victim as well. Serving his sentence, he too was in hell. What happened to him, he passed on to me. But he gave me two gifts, supporting my speaking, confirming my as we worked through the, As we worked through our pain, via notes back and forth, it took 13 years till we spoke voice to voice of a word seldom heard. Incest, you see, is a term often feared, but that does not make the effects disappear. We live with the impacts every single day, whether hidden or not, in our bodies, they stay. But with patience and work, sorry, getting a call, so sorry, Um, but with patience and work, Facing all that's taboo, we can move more toward healing. Believe me, it's true. I've gone from riddled with pain and unable to share to using my voice and moving with flair. So I tell you my story in hopes that it helps, whether taking long strides or just baby steps. Each person's unique. My journey's my own. But I pray that we all find an internal place that's safe to call home. So like like Vanessa said, I I that was the journey. I that's where I am now, and it took a long time to get to where I am now, and a lot of writing and a lot of a lot of other work, uh, psychological body work. Uh, p- chronic pain is what's really been my symptom, my main symptom uh, of PTSD. So so yeah, so that's that's where I am at this point, point. and it's an ongoing journey too. Still.
0: Thank you, Maria, because it's really hard to talk about sibling incest, and we don't talk a lot about that in our communities, in our families, but it happens, right? And so I honor you because that's a very hard topic. Incest is a hard topic in itself, and especially when it's by a sibling. And, and a lot of times parents don't even realize that that's a possibility. And so I think it's important that we pay attention to that, pay attention that abuse happens within our family, right? Thank you. And one thing that Maria focused on is healing from chronic pain. If you are struggling with trauma and you also have chronic pain, check out her website, healingfromchronicpain.com. She does a lot of information. Great information is shared on that website about pain. And trauma causes pain. Trauma causes causes depression. It does a lot to us internally. So we really have to heal from it holistically and just get it together. So um, I think it's important to just check out her information. And you can also invite her out to your organization. And she has books as well that you can get an autographed copy from her. So thank you so very much. Maria.
3: Thank you.
0: you. Butterfly freedom. I want the butterflies to stop by because I'm amazed that beauty can fly. I admire how they transform from a cocoon, then freely bloom. I admire how they are free. Free to be an individual that is different like me, dedicated to all the victims being held captive. Human trafficking is real. Domestic violence is real. Sexual assault. When you're, even when you're in a family of incest, you feel like you're trapped and you can't get free. You can't get away from that. And so be encouraged that you can turn into the beautiful butterfly. You can get away from the trauma that's in your mind. Just be optimistic. A lot of you see that I use butterflies for everything. Butterflies represent a lot for me in my life. Um, just transforming. I did feel like I was in a cocoon and now I feel like I'm a beautiful butterfly and I'm frying free. So. Freedom is available. There is an opportunity for us to get to the next level and actually heal. All right, Tara Rivers is up next. It is your turn, beautiful.
5: Hello, everyone. I um, am a retired sergeant class with the Army. Uh, after 32 years of serving, I have um, I'm embracing retirement. Poetry has been my therapy. Um, it's actually been my my lifeline. Um, I being a survivor, I tend to avoid everything um, that would trigger me, that would remind me um, of what I've gone through. And so I write poetry to keep my mind busy on other things. And this is the first time that I've actually wrote a poem that actually um, addresses my abuse. And um, the first time I've actually performed it. Um, I, Before I read the poem, I just want to say um, thank you, Dr. Guyton, for allowing me to, the opportunity to share my voice and my story. And be a voice for someone else who may not have the um, willpower right now to share their story. But I encourage you to to do so um, when it, when you're ready. So if there's anyone out there that, that hears me now and you're struggling with things, um, try to find some help. Try to find some mental therapy that can help you. Um, there are some great therapists out there. Find one that's, that's right for you. Uh, and that's very important. Um, find, find a friend, a uh, spiritual guidance, guider uh, that can help you through the situations that you go through, help you through your triggers, help you with um, finding your new normal. I am doing that now for myself is finding my new normal. Um, this poem is entitled Sleepless, the Invisible Scar No One Can See. It's one of the hottest days of the summer. And nighttime comes soon. Did you know scars can be painful? I do. Some scars are better left unseen. I've kept mine hidden for years. I put on a smile as if it was makeup, trying to hide them. But just like a soda, when my body tries to fall asleep and my mind relaxes like a Coca Cola bottle that's been shook. The contents shoot out vivid details in my dreams, it seems. Wait, shouldn't dreams be pleasant? As a child, do you remember before going to sleep, your mom saying, pleasant dreams? Where my unpleasant dreams became screams, and I scream, awakened by the nightmares. I relive my reality for decades as my mind and body keeps the score. I lay awake, sleepless once more. Left with the remnants of stained panties and pain down there, I was 13. I awoke groggy, feeling pain from forced entry into my womb. Now I could never offer virginity to my future groom. Stolen was my power and ability to consciously and freely give my consent. In a daze, not quite sure what had happened to me, I'm somehow imprisoned by this reality. After, afraid of what, excuse me, afraid that I would not be believed but blamed, so I blamed me. I was only a child, a child forced to live my reality in silence. I felt powerless and dirty. He was an adult. Who would believe me? My innocence shattered and my silence Gave wings to the perpetrator to escape like a thief. Now I'm afraid to fall asleep. My mind on replay warning, would it ever happen if I was awake? Would he still enter my room and enter my womb? Thoughts cry my mind and I watch time go by too scared to sleep. I count sheep. Now it's daylight and I still can't sleep. Ashamed, I blamed me. Fear silenced me and I felt guilty for having a developing body. Now scarred and sleepless, I lay awake watching the door, listening to the nighttime noise that doesn't lull me, still sleepless. God, please just make it go away. I cried silently. As the days become weeks, the weeks become months, and the months become years, the tears kept coming. And now I'm 23. Foot loose and fancy-free, I'm in the military. You see, now I thought I was skilled to protect me. No one would ever again hurt me. Little did I know, not all military personnel could be trusted, as I had become accustomed to. Unforeseen, I failed to see that his hidden agenda was my destiny. Summer months used to be my favorite. Now it's just another trigger that goes off like my nine millimeter. Didn't happen again. This time I was sleeping. Oh, wait, not really. But I must have been. Or why didn't I see what was about to happen? His weapon of choice was a friendly demeanor. I was caught off guard and weaponless. His fist slammed into my hand and my keys flew down the hall into darkness. Before I could formulate a question why, I felt the air being choked from my windpipes as I was dragged and slammed onto a bed. My hands trying to fight for freedom. He yells, don't move or else. God, please let me wake up from this nightmare. But when I open my eyes, he's still there. I'm struggling to breathe and scared to move. I beg for my life as quiet, as quiet tears fall. His response was a gun to my head. I waited for what seemed like hours as he continued to rape me. I always thought that I would die fighting, but I lay there praying he would let me live to raise my little girl. So I kept quiet. The uncertainty if I would live to hold my daughter again had me frozen in place. Tears stained my face. of my daughter growing up without me, I couldn't fathom, so I lay there with my will broke. I wanted to live, you see. I needed to ensure that this was not my daughter's destiny. I denied my body the ability to move or breathe. My chest tightens. I struggle to catch breath. I look into the, str- the eyes of a stranger who I thought was once a safe friend. His face and voice still haunts me as I close my eyes, shallow breathing, and I blink out. A survivor. Did you know scar scars defined as a mark left on the skin or within the body after wounds have healed from physical injury or surgery? But what about the mind? Can it be scarred? Thoughts crowd my mind and I watch time go by too scared to sleep. I count sheep. Now it's daylight and I still can't sleep. Wait, is this a repeat? Am I dead or alive? Reality tugs at my throat, by hands that remind me that I was not dreaming. He released me and I ran for my life. Not looking back, just in case he changed his mind. If I die, I would die running. Running towards freedom and what will eventually become my new normal. But my life really isn't as normal as it might appear. You see, I'm just existing. As this thing from the painful scars remind me of what was but feel like is. And when I dream, I can't distinguish between what the past And the present is my body keeps the score and my mind the triggers. It is one of the hottest days of the summer. Nighttime comes soon and I'm sleepless. So I hide behind the four walls of my room within with locked doors searching for my new normal while the invisible scar no one can see waits. Thank you.
0: I am so proud of you. Oh, man. Like, I'm going to here. You ain't going to make me cry because my makeup on, you're going to make me cry. But I'm so proud of you because this is not easy to sit here and to tell our trauma, right? A little crap that doesn't happen to us in our lifetime. So I'm really proud of you in this moment. And you took your power back. All of us take our power back when we share our story. And I hope that everybody is encouraged and that you all just love on all the poets in this book because they really did share something that was just happy that happened that was crappy. So thank you. If you would like Tara to come out to your organization, you can send her an email. Her information is there. She is an amazing victim advocate. That's how I met her. And a lot of times, a lot of us are victim advocates and we've been through trauma, right? And so we help other people. And she's one of those that help so many soldiers and civilians and family members on a day-to-day basis. So I thank you and I honor each and every one of you. And thank you all for y'all, just your nice comments. It makes us feel so good that you're here. And that you're commenting and that you're supporting the poets that are here with you tonight. And like I said at the beginning, some poets are not here because some are in hiding. Some had to change their identity. Some um, had other things that they had to do today, but some of them cannot even be able to, not even ready to recite publicly. And so I honor them in their absence as well. And I wanna read everybody that's a contributing author again. It is Tammy Nicole Myers, Tammy Nobles, Jacqueline Renee Gonder, Ledesma Desi Terry, Edward Owen West Wilson, Amy Anna Soto, Sarah Valenstein, Charnel Hamlin, Tara Rivers, Kim Hardy, Best Boy, Deborah Monk, Jessica Lewis, Serenity Carino, Maria Sokoloff, Annalise Somerville, Nikki Kelly, Amber Angel Power, Tara Mack, and Robin D. Whitehead. And Robin was actually um, the editor that helped me out so much with the book and helped me get it done. And so I thank her especially. Well, she can't be here tonight, but I thank her so very much. And I thank every author that gave me their poetry because it's something so personal, but they trusted me. So you all are telling me thank you, but I thank you because I didn't want to do it by myself. I didn't have enough poetry to fill up a whole book, right? But I thank you for joining me on this journey. And the website is available. I put the website in the the chat box for those who are interested in purchasing a book. You can purchase the book from the website. All proceeds go to Hush No More. That is our fundraiser. All of our books are available there. You can order it there. And we send all the money back to the organization and all the money that we make help survivors. So this is a fundraiser for us. You can get the Hush No More book, the Hush No More Portrait book, the Hush No More coloring um, trauma, releasing from trauma book. And just support the cause because we give a lot to survivors. If you need any assistance, Hush No More is always here. We help you no matter where you are around the world. We have free counseling. We do art therapy every Thursday night at 7 p.m. If you would like to come, we would love for you to log on with us via Zoom for our art therapy. But we do a lot. We have a lot of groups, a lot of programs. We do safety plans for those of you who are in domestic violence, but you're not alone. And no matter what area you're in, we can find an advocate to help you and to support you along your journey. And so I thank you all because you're just so special. Like you're just, y'all mean the world to me. So, um, (laughs) and I know I keep saying that but everybody don't share their work. So just based on tonight, do y'all have any comments or how do you feel after sharing your poetry publicly?
3: I have a a comment if, if I may. Um, and it's not about the poetry. I just saw something in the comments that I would be remiss if I didn't address. I think it was Miss Victoria Kelly made mention of she has a brother who is not her abuser, but he has inherited a certain amount of guilt because he wasn't able to stop the abuse. And um, first off, best blessings to you and your brother. I think as long as your brother understands that you don't hold him liable, then he has a fighting chance of healing. Naturally, whenever a person that we care about is abused within our arm of reach, we're going to feel some guilt. I wish I was taller. I wish I was stronger. I wish my hands were all the things we wish we could have done in order to help. That's natural. But as long as the person we care about doesn't hold us liable, then we have a chance of of recovering. Right. We are all against victim blaming. But I'm a firm believer that there's a self-imposed victim blaming as well. So we have to give ourselves the grace of not blaming ourselves. We don't want to be our own victim blaming. Blamer. So, again, best blessings to you and your brother. And, again, as long as you don't hold him liable, he has a fighting chance of, of healing.
0: Thank you for addressing that, Obie. Um, I've had some family members that said, why didn't I tell them? You know, and I actually got mad. You know, I didn't even tell my parents. So it's hard and our family do, they are affected by what we go through sometimes. So it's something really to consider. So I thank all of you. Um, Joy, I have the website. Uh, When you go to our website, the Hush No More website, if you're on your phone, you might have to scroll down to get to the bar, to the section that says shop, but it's on our website and I also put the link so that you all can be able to go. And this video is recorded. It is on. My personal Facebook page, the Hush No More page, and it's also on our YouTube page. So you can share it. And you'll also be able to listen to it on our Hush No More Champions podcast that is available on all streaming platforms. We would love for you all to follow us on our podcast. If you would like to be on our podcast and to share your story, you can go to the Hush No More website, click on podcast and fill out the application and let me know of several of the poets have already been on our podcast before because I am big on sharing the stories of survivor because it takes awareness and knowledge to heal. That's what leads to prevention. People need to know what's going on. So if you would like to be on our podcast, you can go to our podcast link and fill it out and follow us. And you can also join Hush No More Champions. That is a small group, which I'm hoping that it grows, of individuals who want to champion for others, who want to just learn how to be there for other survivors as they're moving forward. Does anybody else have any last comments before we get out of here?
5: Um, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for your comments in the uh, chat box. I appreciate those, and um, I hope that um, something that I say will be um, will be able to um, be encouraging to you um, by me sharing my story and. And know that my story is giving me back my voice, and allow me to be able to champion for others to be able to um, take back their voice and their power. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's the scariest thing to share. Well, boy, it is so freeing. Like. It feels better. It's hard to do it, right? Every time I share my story, it's hard. Don't think that it's just easy for me and I could just get up there and talk. It's hard. I always pray. We prayed before we started today. So I, I believe in praying before I share my story, but it's not easy. You know, so thank you all for taking your power back. It means a lot. I'm trying to show all the comments because on different platforms you can't see So I'm hoping that I'm getting all your comments. So thank you all. It means a lot. So Hush No More, you can reach us at hushnomore.org. You can go to our website, look at all the events that we're doing, all the resources that we have available and reach out to us. We also can be found available on all social media platforms. It's Hush No More Now on Instagram. It's Hush No More Movement on Facebook. And it's Hush No More on Twitter. So you can find us there. You can follow us all on social media. We would love to keep in contact with you, and we have a lot of events coming up. Right now, we are focused on more healing things because healing is how we get to the next, um, to get to the next level. Right? It is so important that we do that together. And so we have a freedom and releasing retreat in Niagara Falls. If you are in New York or anywhere in the country, we would love, love for you all to join us. We are going to have meditation, a butterfly release, a lot a lot of workshops that is going to be taking place. And we're also the second day going to Canada. If you have a passport or you don't have to go to Canada if you don't want to we're Going shopping or you can stay in New York, stay on the United States side of the falls or go to church. We also have a church that you can attend. And so that is August 13th through the 14th. August the 6th, we have a pet day, a picture pet day for the family and a back to school bash. We are raising money for individuals with trauma who have service animals, and we're also giving money to other organizations that help survivors that have service animals because we know that service animals help you when you have some type of trauma, when you're sexually assaulted. you have PTSD, we love service animals. They help. Like Some of you have met Bear, and so we are raising money and helping kids as they go back to school and being able to talk to them about um, protecting themselves. So that is August the 6th in Columbia, South Carolina. July 4th, we have a team here called Fireflies that is a professional baseball team in Columbia, and Hush No More is the nonprofit of the game, and so we have our own section. The tickets are only $10. We'll be there raising awareness and have a beautiful day, so if you are in South Carolina, you have nothing to do 4th of July, come out to the fireworks show. Come out and support. I have the link on our website, and I'll also share the link in the comments if you want to come out to the Firefly Flame. It's a great event, and you could bring your kids. and It's Fourth of July, so you can come out and hang out with us. And then October fifteenth is our annual Domestic Violence Walk. Man, we are getting ready for it. It is going to be amazing. We are expecting about two thousand people this year. It is going to be huge. It is in Columbia, South Carolina, at Riverfront Park, where we are going to focus on healing and meditation. We are doing a survivor tribute to Officer Barr, who was a police officer that was killed in a domestic violence incident. We are doing a butterfly release to survivors. It's a kid family event. We have uh, food vendors, bounce houses, face and body painting. It is just going to be a great day to come out. And walk in honor of domestic violence. And especially if you're a survivor. And bring your children so we could talk about it. So they even know what it is. Because teen dating violence is real. And look in your communities for the different events that are going on. And support them. There's a lot of things that are going on. That you can come out and raise awareness. So we would love to see you. All of our events is about showing love and kindness. That is how we change the world. It's by being nice to somebody. If you love on people. There is no way that you would respect them. Disrespect them and harm them. So share some love. And before we go, I'm going to do one last poem just to show y'all my healing journey before we leave out. Falling in love again. After years of protecting my heart and not believing in love, I've met someone who makes me feel like I am floating above. Floating above the pain, hurt, and strife, which is interesting because it's changing my life. I never thought I would love anymore, but his spirit has opened the door. I feel like a giddy girl, the first time a cute boy rocked my world. I am smiling from ear to ear like I want to do a high school cheer. I hope he values the journey we are about to embark and gently handles my heart. I'm going to experience falling in love again, surrendering my heart and creating a new start. Dedicated to survivors to let you know that there is hope to fall in love again and that everybody out there is not to harm you, but there are some amazing people that just want to love you. So peace and blessings to you all. Thank you so much for joining us. It is so important that we do this together. All right. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Reach out to my poets. (laughs) And you definitely could purchase the book. Thank you for supporting Hush No More. Love you all.